Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Bonjour, bonjour, je m'appelle Jamie Rodriguez, and I am the host of this episode and every episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast, guys. And well, regardless of whether or not you speak French, we all speak one language in this show. The fans, you guys, listeners, and that is the language of rock and roll, ladies and gentlemen. And oh boy, liberation. Isn't that what rock and roll is? Liberation. And J.J. Wild, guys, exudes liberation, exudes rock and roll. She's from Ontario, Canada, and uh, she's, wow, what an artist. I mean, 2020, she had singles galore in all of the major charts, not only in Canada, but in the world, Billboard, you name them. The Rush spent eight weeks at number one on all three rock charts in Canada, number one on alternative radio, number one on active rock, you know, the whole thing. It was the first female artist ever to have this honor, first debut single ever to have this honor, and only the 11th artist ever to have this honor. So obviously, she was an incredible success, and that's because she kicks major ass. And when you hear the interview or watch the interview today, if you're watching it online on our Instagram, at J-Rod Concerts Podcast, you're going to see that it comes not only from her immense talent, but from outstanding focus, charisma, and discipline. But yeah, guys, what an, what an incredible artist. Check her out at jjwild.com and check out her singles, guys, and her album. I mean, singles like Mercy in 2020, you know, obviously The Rush, if you want to start there, you know, check out the whole Ruthless album. It's just an outstanding, an outstanding artist. You know, she's got a great uh, EP also. Um, so just make sure you check her out, guys. And if you're new to the show, we welcome you. Uh, feel free to subscribe to our newsletter, jrodconcertspodcast.com. You're going to be the first one to get our new uh, newsletters there, our five songs of the week that you need to know. And we're going to have some exciting news coming. So when you sign up to our newsletter, you will be the first to find out. But guys, without further ado, I want to introduce you, if you don't know her yet, to the rock artist of tomorrow, J.J. Wild. <laughs> Hey. Hello. Well, this is exciting. <laughs> How's it going? Sitting here today with the one and only JJ Wild. Look at that. <laughs> Sitting here with the one and only Jamie Rodriguez. <laughs> you, but, yeah, but you're looking much cooler. Look at that great compound, great hair. <laughs> Everyone is stuck at home still making breads, JJ, and you just keep looking cooler by the second. I love it. <laughs> Man, thanks. I'm making bread too. Actually, not really. Lots of pasta, lots of soups. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right, you're you're revolutionizing it with pastas. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, JJ, look, let me um, you know, introduce you. Obviously, you're becoming a household name. Introduce you to my audience. So let me just throw you a little bit of like ego booster, so my audience knows. But I mean, you've had quite a year. You know, your track "The Rush" has gathered over 4.2 million streams on Spotify alone. JJ, that's like more than the population of like a bunch of countries. Costa Rica, like it's it's insane. Um, you know, 
number one in like a lot of like rock charts, you know, alongside the Black Keys last year, the Killers, Billy Talent, and of course your album Ruthless last summer. Fantastic album. So what a year, JJ, what a talent. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Happy to be here. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know what amazes me, JJ, um, about you? You never you never gave up, you know, uh, just like in your story, even when you were working three jobs in as early as 2018 uh, and you were gigging in between and probably a lot of self-doubts came in. You just kept your eyes on the price and you would just never quit. Did you ever wonder, you know, in the fight and grit to like where you are almost makes you appreciate it more like like it like does it almost make you appreciate like the fact that you made it like after so much hard work better in a way um i i mean yes in in a way absolutely because i i still remember crying in my shower thinking that there had to be more than this when i was working those jobs and playing gigs and on this yeah. like insane hamster wheel that never seemed to end it was a really dark time for me. So I definitely think that going through that has made me appreciate what has happened. And, and it also forces me to continue to work hard because I never want to get to that place again. Absolutely. You know, it was like an all time low for me. And um, yeah, I would, I would say there's, there's no doubt in my mind that going through hardship makes the good worth it. I mean, that in any form of life, that's always the case, right? the you can't feel the highs unless you experience the lows and right. you're always living like this right it's never if everything's just always good you know it you won't feel the same so exactly exactly absolutely, i would say yes but it also because i mean recently we talked to someone who's like you know she was like 14 years old and she's already making it and it made, made me like think about you when when we were doing the research you had time to go around you know, do weird shit out of the public eye, you know, experiment <laughs> with stuff, just kind of to find yourself, to make mistakes, right? So that's that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I've done a lot of weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's why we love you. Yeah. Oh, man. You grew up in Ontario, right? Yep. Born and raised. Nice, nice. And what are some of the moments that, you know, that injected that passion for music, that hunger into your soul as a child, JJ? Um, I can, I always have a fond memory of um, music being played in my house loudly. Um, my parents both love music. And <laughs> so they were always, yeah, pretty consistently playing music in our house growing up. Not that I really loved their music taste. I liked my dad's music taste more. And then I grew to like my mom's as well. But um, they, they're lovers of music. So that's always been a part of my life. And also... My family, um, they're pretty musical themselves. We have like family jams, well, we used to. And uh, yeah, where we all get together and play music. They all play instruments. And so it, it kind of runs in the family. Um, my Actually, my guitar player, Dan Bossenberry, is my cousin. So oh, we, we've grown up together playing music. So it just so happens that uh, he joined the band as well. But then I would say what really ignited the passion for me for music was performing for the first time I had really bad stage fright mm -hmm. um, and not just for the first time for the first like year or two of trying to perform I had such bad stage fright that I would literally shake um, and it was it was working through that and still performing at that high that I got of the performance it right. really ignited something in me to keep going and to keep performing and it was it was kind of that 
that unattainable high because now you just keep going for it right like you keep performing and, and you keep wanting to feel that and I honestly I do every time every time I walk out on stage and there's people there and we share this moment of music it it brings me back to that original feeling and it's it's yeah it's unexplainable <laughs> nice 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 do you still get nervous before you go on stage yes yes yeah. definitely right it's funny yeah. you met, because, you know, we've had a, one of our friends of the show, John Oates of Holland Oates. He says he still gets petrified after, you know, 30 plus years career. Like it never goes yeah. away, he says. I and I honestly, I hope that it doesn't ever go away, because for me, as long as you are nervous, you care. You know what I mean? It, the moment yeah. that I just don't give a shit going out on stage, I shouldn't be performing anymore because then you've lost right. whatever made it it right in the first place. You know what I mean? So Love yeah, that. I hope I still get nervous. Sometimes I just try to channel it differently. Like I'll kind of talk to myself and be like, I'm not <laughs> nervous, I'm excited. And I'll kind of try to do that, but it's always that like butterfly feeling and yeah. Great. I love it. I love it, JJ. So, okay. So, you know, you struggle, you make it, you know, you get discovered, you sign up with black box recordings and um, you start working with producer Frederick Fay. Was he almost like flabbergasted when he sits down with you and he's like, okay, JJ, what do you got? And you bring out like 500 songs that you've written throughout the years. Was, was he almost like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Um, so it, it kind of happened like that, but he had a bit more, he had a bit more warning than me just bringing it out there. Um, so what happened was it was actually my manager that first got those 500 songs. So he, we had met um, through another band and we wanted to work, he wanted to work with me and, and set up the meetings and everything. And I got really excited. And then he kind of disappeared for a little bit. Hmm. And I, I thought, shit, my, I'm, there was my chance. I blew it. I only sent him like five songs that I thought were the best songs and I must've just ruined it. It's like dating. Pardon? It's like dating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I blew it, like, <laughs> ah, damn it. And so, and so I thought that avenue was closed. And then I think it was three months later, he just messaged me out of nowhere saying, do you have any new music? Yeah. And so in my mind, I thought, well, if he wants new music, I'll, I'll send him everything. So I literally compiled um, a Dropbox folder of monthly folders with all the songs in it yearly and it was just this wow. huge file of music and I said there you go and it wasn't like the all of these songs were complete like I was giving him melodies I was giving him one-liners I was giving him everything that I had created in the past wow. like two years or so amazing um, because I didn't want to miss my shot again and he saw that and I guess no. Was either. <laughs> I, no, I don't know I, what his reaction was, to be honest. <laughs> I can only imagine how many hours it took you to have that Dropbox nice and pretty, because we know about Dropbox here, and it's a nightmare. So yeah. good for you. It took me like, yeah, a couple weeks. <laughs> exactly. And then, I mean, you boil it down with him, um, you know, for your first for your first song EP. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's such a great EP, but it's four songs only. Like, how did, like, that must have been the craziest filter to get it down to those four songs. It was interesting. It, it didn't take as long as you would think it did. And this is where Frederick really came into play. So I, I gave Jason these songs. He started to send me on writing trips. And that's when I met Frederick. And instantly, we had a great connection. We, it was easy. The ideas were flowing. It was very easygoing. And nobody had an ego. That was the biggest thing. Neither one of us were trying to be right. We were just trying to create music. Yeah. And 
So it was very open and free. And we started with, well, first of all, before I went there as kind of pre-production, I made a list of my favorite songs out of the pile and he made a list. So when we got there, we thought, okay, let's work on the ones that are both on our lists. And yeah. there was a few, there was a few that were the same. So we right. started those ones and it quickly turned into, if nothing um, came from it at, in the initial trying to work up the song, we would just move on because there was so much material. But it actually ended up being that we didn't move on that many times. We just kind of flowed with it yeah. and, and, and created the songs as they were meant to be. It was, it was a great experience. There was no trying to reach for something. There was no- It wasn't forced no, at all. It was just, yeah, it, it wasn't forced. And that was, that was one of my biggest fears with my songs. I had never had somebody take them and, and do anything with them before. So I was terrified that, you know, my little babies are going to be taken and completely changed into something that I don't like, or I'm not comfortable with or ruining the right. vision I had for them. But that didn't happen at all. He just no. elevated them and worked with me to, yeah, it was very, um, what's the word? We worked on it together. Oh, what's that word? Oh my gosh. I can't think of it. Collaboration? <laughs> or am I Yeah, collaborative. Different? Thank you. It's there very you collaborative. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm like, you know, maybe she's thinking something else. But yeah. No, okay. That was it. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I mean, look, the last year for you obviously has been very explosive, but what I find impressive, JJ, is that I haven't heard anybody. I, I'm I'm not exaggerating. Not a critic, not a fan, say anything negative about your music. Everyone is in agreement that the themes and the songwriting are like another level. Because, you know, even, even the Beatles, their early stuff, you know, they're doing really simplistic stuff. You know, she loves you, yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. You, from the beginning, you're just talking about like really, like stuff that we can all relate. It's insane. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't know. I guess um, I have lived a life of a lot of experiences, good and bad. And all of my just can't work thus far has come from that. I love so, it, JJ. You know, it, it feels like if people can relate to it, it's because they've, you know, they've probably been through something similar. I'm, you know, I'm not some crazy person. My my day-to-day -day struggles are, although some of them are pretty intense and, and crazy, for the most part, everybody feels down. Everybody yeah. feels up. Everybody Everybody goes through a range of emotions in their life. And that's all I was trying to convey was, you know, how I saw the world through my lens and what I was feeling. Definitely, definitely. And I, I do want to get into your latest album in a second, but uh, what was the moment, JJ, like when you first realized with The Rush specifically, uh, was there a moment where you were like, holy shit, like this is like, it's happening. Like this is like, it's really like, this is like unheard of. Like this is another level for me. Uh, do you mean in the writing aspect? No, like, it, no, like maybe, maybe you heard it like at a, I don't know, Tim Hortons getting a cappuccino and someone was like <laughs> singing it or something, you know, just some random moment where you're like, damn. <laughs> uh, there, there have been a couple and actually it's, it's funny. I, for the first quite a few months, I didn't get to hear it. I kept trying to hear it on the radio because everyone would be messaging me and sending <laughs> of them and the, the radio being like, oh, I'm, you're on the radio, blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't find it anywhere. Like I just, I wasn't in the right place at the right time to hear it. So for the right. longest time I was like, is it even on the radio? And, uh, but no, that definitely happened a, a few times driving. It was, it's such a strange feeling and an interesting sensation to 
hear the song and then you know in the first couple beats be like wait a second i know that song wait yeah. a second that's me what <laughs> like, <laughs> it's very surreal so i i'm definitely not used to that at all that's great what a great feeling jj and that i mean you talked a little bit about how you gathered all your ideas uh before uh and i think that um you know one of the things you did with with uh with the rush is you know with that famous phrase i woke up in the morning in a panic had my red dress on again you recorded it on your cell phone, right? I did, yeah. I was uh, hungover in the morning after going out with my bartending friends from the bar that I worked at. And I was late for work at the spa that I was supposed to be opening that morning. And I did exactly that. I just stumbled out of my bed. I was still wearing the clothes that I had on from the night before. And I was like stumbling across my apartment, going to the kitchen to try to make some coffee. And I was kind of in a it literally yeah. in a panic being like, shit, I'm late for work. <laughs> and this idea came up and I have a very um, strict rule with myself that if I feel that certain feeling of inspiration where I'm like, I got to get this out, nothing else matters. So I just sat down yeah. with the guitar and it, it really, the first, um, the first draft of that song was just mumbling. It was just me kind of like mumbling it into my phone. It didn't really make yeah. sense. And it was Frederick that then listened to that and pulled from it and thought, this is this song is worth chasing. Yeah. And so, and so we did. That's amazing that he that he connects to your brain like that. He did. Yeah, that's, I, yeah. that's a really good chemistry, actually. Yeah. Really impressive. It, was, it was incredible. I, I remember when he brought up that voice note, actually. And I was like, Fred, these are just mumbles. Like, I don't I didn't get it at first. And he was like, no, no, I think there's something here. So then we sat down he started to do the little like chugging guitar thing. And, and then all of a sudden the rest of the song came out of me and it, we wrote it in like an hour. Like it was something crazy like that, where it just kind of like, bleh, it all came out and yeah. Unbelievable. Experience. So, so if you're with your friends that, you know, out shopping, you know, well, not anymore with COVID, I don't know, whatever the hell. And you get like some crazy idea. Maybe you're watching a movie with your family. Do uh -huh. you kind of just have to like leave the room and be like, hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta record this. Yep. Everyone. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. There's no, there's nothing, no situation where I won't do that. Right. I mean, maybe, I mean, uh, I haven't come across a situation yet. Right. Right. I love it. I love it. JJ. <laughs> now breakfast in bed, actually, I have to tell you, it's one of my favorites um, because it's, and it's very different. It's such a groovy song. Um, very different from the others. Just what, what can you tell us about this one? Because I like that. It's like a palate cleanser in a way from the rest of the album. Well, this song um, I wrote on one of my trips to LA when I was working with Fred mm -hmm. and I was in an Airbnb and I had literally, I was eating breakfast in bed. I'm not kidding. I, I woke up that morning. I felt really inspired and I was going to the studio in the afternoon to continue. We would usually start around 12 or one and then go until the wee hours of the night. And so I had the morning to myself and I was eating my breakfast in bed and I just started writing and I didn't really have, I didn't have a guitar with me at the time. So I was just writing melody and lyrics. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was the whole song or definitely the verse and chorus just kind of came out. And then I, as soon as I got to the studio, I was in this excited panic of Frank, we got to work on this now. I love it. <laughs> so I love it. And it was, yeah, it was a very interesting writing experience because up until then, I I do most of my writing with an acoustic guitar. 
Yeah. And every so often I'll do that where there's an idea that just needs to get out onto paper and I don't have any music behind it, but that isn't, that's a rarity. Usually it's the music comes and then I start flowing with it and then that progresses. So it was, it was a fun, it was a fun kind of, um, I don't know, a one-off thing, but, but now I'm getting more into that where I just write out the ideas. I'm experimenting more and trying to um, diversify my writing styles, I guess. No, but you know what? I like your style. You know, I, you know, we we do our thing from Nashville and everyone here is like so academic about it. And it's like this whole thing, this whole, you know, and and sometimes I'm like, you need some more JJ Wild into your life. (laughs) Some more sprinkled. I'm going to go out to the balcony later and just throw some JJ Wild into, into music row. Yes. (laughs) That's what we need a little bit to balance this town. I love it, JJ. Um, of course. I mean, look, you've been so generous with your time and I do I, I do want to play a little game with you in a second, but I have to talk about Best Boy, right? About the about the video. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, what I mean, what a freedom of expression. I don't even even know how to say it, but it's it's a, it's a wonderful wonderful video. All the feelings were really well shot because it doesn't um you really pull all the strings without like without being like vulgar for a lack of a better word. You just like you play the line perfectly. It's it's beautiful. Tell us about it. Thank you. Um, so that song is pretty important to me in the sense that, and the video to go with it, it was a very clear vision of what that was supposed to be. And it's all about twisting the societal norms that have been placed on women of being able to, men doing something. It's like a double-edged sword, you know, men doing something and, and women doing something. And yet it's so wrong for a woman to dress a certain way or you know whatever it may be it's all bullshit and so I've been dealing with that my whole life as a woman a woman in music a woman in the service industry you know serving at restaurants and bars customer service you get all types of people and it's a consistent theme that has been through my life and so I'm just sick and tired of it and I know so are a lot of women. We don't want to be told who or what we can do. We don't want to be told what to wear. It's right. none of their freaking business. So, <laughs> so this video, I was having a lot of fun with this song and just trying to flip that and and having it be from the man's perspective, but it's from the woman's perspective, yeah. doing all of the things that the men do and and say. And then with this video, it took on a new meaning because because we recorded during COVID, there was certain restrictions and we couldn't have all the extras that we wanted. And Mm. so the director's idea was to put out a casting call, but a virtual casting call. And originally this was for extras. And we thought, okay, we're going to pick, we were allowed to have, I think 10 people on set or something. So we were going to pick the 10 people. Um, And it basically was this uh, dance to the song, however you want, wearing whatever you want. This is, and then saying this is kind of like a sexy theme video, but freedom of expression. Yeah. And we got this, you know, overwhelming pour of all of these videos come in. Yeah. And, and at that moment it was, and it wasn't just women. That was the best part. There was men in short shorts and full on makeup. And the whole it, was, thing. it was great. And whole so, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so we, we thought, okay, we have to use this because this is fantastic. This is exactly it, what this song is trying to embody. Yeah. So it was, it was amazing. It was a great coincidence. And so it kind of took the, the song from then being just strictly about women being told what to do, but people in general, you know what I mean? It, it yeah. shouldn't just be about 
man versus woman, but instead freedom of expression and no longer having society tell us what we can do or judge what we do or who we do it with. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's your own life, live it. And that I think we, we got across in that video because of all of the, the people that were, you know, interested in, in having a part in it. And it yeah. was, it was fantastic. It, it turned out better than I could have imagined because of those people that took an interest to, to dance. However, and I, I loved great. it. I mean, yeah. The outfits they were wearing, how free they were. I was just like, phenomenal. this is exactly what this video is. It's a heck of a, of a video for sure. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it like five times. I feel like I should watch another five. Cause <laughs> at least, no, because there's always new new stuff. You're always seeing new details. It's it's great. It's super layered. The extras are my favorite part. Yeah, of that, sure, <laughs> they really sure. are. That's going to be great live too. My God, you must be that itching at the bit to perform that thing live. We've only got to play it twice. I got to play a concert um it was in it was weird well it was an outdoor concert it was a drive-in so it was the first okay you got a lot of honking all the lights the whole thing yeah yeah, yeah we did yeah. all that <laughs> and that was the first time i got to play it and then we did a um like a virtual concert so it was a high production filmed one and that was the second time so i really haven't got to play that song live and i really want to <laughs> oh and you will and it's gonna be a cracker amazing well jj you've been so good with your time but i want to play a little game and then i'll let you go it's called reverse the verse okay Hey. We're gonna play. We're gonna play three of your songs, ten seconds, like ten seconds clips, and we're gonna find out how well you know your own songs. See if you can like pick them up when they're reversed. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna hear the reverse part of yes. one. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna. Yeah, we're just gonna play um, ten seconds, and then uh, and then we'll see. We've had mixed results. We've had we've had a little bit of everything here. With All right. Let's see how I do. All right. Here's the first one, and away we. Go. Which one? Mercy? Yes. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Very good. Was, oh no, I don't know. <laughs> very good, very good, very good. Okay. Let's go for the second one. Okay. All right, all right. Here we go. I'm all nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing good. You're doing good. You'd be surprised how many O for threes we get here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here he goes. Oh no, it's the rest. It's the rest. <laughs> The rush, yes. I thought it was home, but I definitely, it's the rush. <laughs> the rush. Very good. Wow. Great. I was like, that's in home, but no, that's definitely the rush. <laughs> that's good. There's an artist in tune with her own creative process. Okay. All right. And we it's have one game. more. I like this game. Let's see if JJ can go for the trifecta for the perfect <laughs> score. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Here we go. Oh, it's wired. Oh my God, you got it at the last second. Yes, <laughs> wired. I had to think about that guitar. You know what gave it away? The dee, 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 dee. I recognize <laughs> that anywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my God, that was epic. JJ Wild, 
you are a superstar in the making and you have said it all. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks absolutely. for having me. It's so much Ab fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. L listen, uh, after this thing is over and I think that we're turning the corner, uh, you know, the world is anxious to, to get to experience you live. So we know where you're going and we're really excited for it. Oh, thank you so much. I can't absolutely. wait to play again. Live shows. Let's go. <laughs> it's coming. All right, JJ. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.